are listening to part B of this special edition of the Howie Games, a tribute to Shane Keith Warne. On we go. From one legend of Sri Lankan cricket to a legend of Indian cricket now, his first test wicket joins us on the line. I think the line is a bit scratchy, but the great Ravi Shastri is joining us. Mark Howard here. Ravi, um, nice to see you. Your thoughts, your recollections, your memories of the great Shane Keith Warne. Well, uh, guys, I'm still in shock. You know, when I got the news last evening, uh, you know, it just came across the wire and it, it spread like a disease across India. And he's on every front page of the newspaper today, every back page. There's a test match going on. Who cares? I mean, this guy's taken total control. He And that epitomizes the way he played the game. You know, I rem- remember that first test match. You know, the control he showed as a leg spinner, he might have been smashed around the park, but uh, uh, you knew very clearly there and then, at least I knew very clearly in my mind that here was a champion in the making. Not that he would take 800 wickets, but 300, 400 for sure, because of the control he had. And uh, above all, he spun the leg break. And uh, right through his career, the control over that leg break was uh, second to none. Uh, Ravi, just go back to the SCG. Uh, I can remember that test match very well also. I think you made 200, 205, something like that. Uh, my recollection is that Warney dropped you early on. Tough court and bold, and then you did smash him all over the park. Um, was that because he dropped you, you, he dropped you, or was it because you thought, wow, this, this kid's going to be able to bowl. I, be, I better get in now and try and knock him around. Well, I was going to do that from the outset because uh, I knew if the pitch did start turning a bit, uh, with the leg break he had and the control he had, he would have troubled anyone. You know, I, I remember Sachin and me getting involved in that partnership. Uh, very rarely did he drop the ball short. You know, there were very few cuts and pulls. You know, it was mainly Sachin could cut it because of his height, he picked length up quickly. But for me, I don't think he dropped one short till about when I was about 180, where he could pull it, you know. But otherwise, uh, the control was fabulous. Yes, he dropped me early. You know, and uh, I'll tell you why he dropped me, you know, because four or five years later, he would have held on to that easily. It just took him a little while longer to come down. (laughs) (laughs) Ravi, we saw on the last two Indian tours the great rapport you had with Shane. What was it about him that you you so liked? He, Kerry, this guy was something else. You know, he, uh, he was... One of the game's big characters, you know, he 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 was larger than life. You know, it's it's an it's a statement easiest, you know, very often misused. But this guy actually epitomized that, you know, because the way he played the game, on the field, off the field, you know, this guy was always in the limelight. You know, he he spoke his mind. He played his cricket in that fashion. You know, there was uh, he, he loved the big stage. You know, the more the people in the ground, the more the theatrics that came along with it uh, for Shane Warney. And, uh, you know, he's a magnificent cricketer. And for me, ever since that first test match, you know, I mean, we got along like a house on fire. And the years I did uh, broadcasting as well after that, you know, and he was fun because, you know, once our stints was over, at the back of the box, it was a laugh. You know, because right from poker to porn, Warren had an explanation on every damn thing, you know, and he was uh, 99% damn right, you know, most of the time. So, you know, that was warning. You know, there wasn't a moment when uh, he didn't have people in splits and 
I had missed him terribly. You know, in fact, I last saw him when I was the coach of the Indian team. We were in Nottingham and uh, he just, you know, popped into the bar and poked his head and I shouted, Wani! From a distance, he had not seen me. And he came and I caught him, you know, I'd seen him after a long time, caught him by the neck like and said, I need something out of you. I need you to, uh, you know, say a few words on something. I said, Rab, any time for you, mate. And that's the last I've seen him. You know, this was uh, August of uh, last year. Uh, was looking forward to catching up with him this summer in England, but unfortunately, he's no more. Ravi, we appreciate your time. Thanks for sharing some of your thoughts on Shane. Look after yourself, and we hope to see you back here in Australia really, really soon. Thanks, Ollie. Thank you. Ravi Shastri, Shane Warne's first test wicket. And that was Warney. That was Warney. Had an opinion about everything <laughs> and would be prepared to give it. Tub, we need to let you go, but we appreciate your ta- time. Just some final thoughts from you, mate. Oh, well, firstly, thank you for having me on. Um, as I said, it's been... It, it's an evolving situation with all of us, I think. I don't think any of us could believe the news we heard, we heard this morning. Uh, I've enjoyed being on here. Um, just to, to reflect on, on Warney's career, not just his cricketing career, but, but his life, um, brought back some great memories. And it, as I was thinking of questions there to ask your various guests, a lot of things flicked through my mind. So I've enjoyed being on. Um, there's no doubt that I will miss him greatly. Uh, and I reckon the world of cricket will miss him greatly. Whether you, you like Shane Warne or not, and I think the vast majority of people love Shane Warne, but even if you didn't necessarily want a number one fan, you did listen to Shane Warne, and that's what made him sp- so special. Mark Taylor, we really appreciate your memories. You can stay with us, Kerry. We'll let Mark go. Andrew Simon is not too far away. As we go to the break, Tubby, let's have one more look. The MCG, David Boone, short leg. Tony Gregg in commentary. Here's the hat trick. Warne continuing. And hit the pad. Yes, he's got him. That's out. LBW. That hit the pad, and that is the end of De Freitas. Well, he's kept them so quiet. They've hardly scored a run off him, and now Warner struck as well. Oh, and that's out. Caught behind. Yes, he's got him. Fast ball. Beautifully bowled by Warren. Got just pushing forward. A faint little touch there. It bounced a little bit. May have been off the glove or perhaps high on the bat. But that is the end of God. Two wickets and two balls, well bowled. Five men plus the keeper around the batsman. Here we go. Fleming took the last one. Merv Hughes before him. Yes! Oh, he's got him! He's got him! Yes, he has! He's got him! It's a hat-trick! Yes, he's got him! He's gone! It's a hat-trick! That's a hat-trick to Shane Ward. A great moment in his career. Welcome back to Remembering Shane Warne. Mark Taylor has departed. Mark Warne is not too far away, but now we're joined by, well, another entertainer, as Shane was. Andrew Simons is with us. Not an easy time. Andrew, how are you going, mate? Yeah, I'm shocked. I still think he's going to walk through the door, to be honest with you. Another sort of unbreakable character for mine. Um, still had so much to, to give. I'm just... I think one of the things that is so sad about the loss of Shane is... is the, the what he had in his head, we, we won't get to, I think, to extract all of that that we need for our young players and for the storybooks and for the legend. Um, yeah, it's, and he's, he was such a generous man. I, I remember I, I'd been in the side for a while, in and out of the side, and he came to me one day and he said, uh, he said, Roy, you know you can do this, eh? And I said, I said, mate, it's, a, it's, a, it's an intimidating place, the Australian team dressing shed, you know, and I, I, I had doubts. And, uh, and he said to me, he said, he said, Roy, if you don't ask, you don't get. 
He said, it's time for you to start asking some questions and uh, don't be afraid. And I'll never forget that. I tell people that quite regularly. If you don't ask, you don't get. And that was one of the quotes that I suppose sticks with me with, with uh, that great cricketer, Shane Warne. How are you dealing with the loss of your great mate? Yeah, I, I, I still can't believe it. Um, and I've felt this before. I've lost people that have been close to me. But my friendship with Shane just grew and grew over, over the years. And he was so generous to me. Um, I've been through some difficult periods and I'd ring him. And if he didn't take the call, he'd ring me straight back. And I've done quite a bit of work with him over the last sort of three years. And just recently he rang me, uh, it was probably 10 days ago, and I was at home and uh, I, was, I was getting ready to go fishing, actually, and um, he said, oh, I've got some good news for you. Roy. remember we talked about um, this coaching thing for the London Spirit. And he said, I've got, I've got you the job. And uh, I was really looking forward to going to coach with Shane Warne. Um, one to see how he, how he went about it and then obviously to learn he said you know if you want he said do you want to dip your toe in the water with coaching you seem to sort of really know the game quite well and you describe things to me quite well so would you like to give it a go and so off the back of that that opportunity arose and unfortunately I, I won't get to live that with him what type of advice would he give you in those difficult times when you'd ring him and say I'm in a bit of a pickle here um it was, more, it was more the calming influence. Like he'd ha If I was in Melbourne working, I'd go around and stay with him and we'd just order some food and we'd sit there and talk. Um, I remember ordering Christmas gifts with him last year. Um, he said, mate, what am I going to get Jackson? I said, mate, there's some good stuff out at the moment. The Yeti water bottle's unreal. Get him one of them. He can take it to the gym. He can take it down the beach. They keep everything cold, cold. Uh, I think we ordered some uh, some donuts to pull behind the jet ski, <laughs> some towels, for the beach for the kids, and yeah, we had a good afternoon. And um, and just takes him. He was good at taking your mind off things, and he's fascinating to be around. He's a fascinating person. And then obviously the the cricket talk, you know. You said, "Oh mate, what about this?" Blah blah. And you could debate something for one simple thing for 20 minutes. So um, and just always, he was always there for me and very generous with his time and and his thoughts and. You know, little things, there's always someone doing it tougher than you are, mate, so don't, don't be down on yourself. Those cricket debates, it could be, all right, in the back of country, name your best 11 for left-handers, for right-handers, for Australians, for South Africans, for West Indians, for blokes with no hair, for blokes with lots of hair. That, that's the type of debates Shane would like. Another man joins us that was very close with him and played so much cricket with him. Mark Waugh, June, nice to see you. How are you tracking... Yeah, g'day guys. Gee, it's been a, a tough couple of days, hasn't it? Uh, Rod Marsh and then Warney passing away. You think these guys are indestructible and, you know, having played with him for so long, Warney, and then been in the commentary box, it's just it's hard, to, hard to fathom that he could be gone now. But um, that's the case. Unfortunately, it's, yeah, it's reality. But, uh, gee, it's, I think we're going to be in shock for quite a while. Mark, before we get back to the personal side of things, the cricketing side of things, there were those much hype matches between Victoria and New South Wales, and it was the War Boys coming up against Shane Warne for Victoria, and people used to go and watch <laughs> The Shield. What were those like for you when he was actually an opponent rather than a, a love teammate? Yeah, how you, it was always a great rivalry between Victoria and New South Wales, as it was. And I mean, Warney being the, the great competitor he was, um, you know, he certainly wanted to, to beat us anyway, the New South Wales from the Blues. Um, we always had great tussles. I remember I was lucky enough to actually make 100 uh, one particular uh, day at the SCG and there was a bit of banter going on between myself and Shane. 
In those days at the SCG, they used to put your stats up on the scoreboard once you reached the milestone. Uh, and on the scoreboard, I, I think I'd, I'd reached some sort of milestone. I was just having a casual look at it. And Warnie was was having a crack at me for, for worrying about how, how my stats were. And I said, mate, if you could spin the ball, you might be able to get me up. But, um, <laughs> it was that sort of banter that, that used to be going on between us. We had obviously great respect for each other. Um, there was no black. I mean, there was no grey with Warnie. There's either black or white. So I either... He either respected you or he didn't. Unfortunately, we had a great respect for each other, you know, throughout our playing days against each other and then obviously playing for Australia and then in the commentary box as well. But I remember the first time I came across Warning. It was a Shield match in Sydney and I thought a mini John Daly walked through the, the dressing room door. <laughs> he looked like John Daly. Um, a little, little bit podgy, had the, the, the blonde stroke, red hair. I'd never really heard of him. He, he, he'd been on an Australia A tour to Zimbabwe, I think, with, with Mark Taylor and Stephen, so they knew a bit about him. But he came strutting in with a pack of cards. He started playing cards and then changing the music on the music box, and that was the first time I actually met Shane. He absolutely loved you, Junior. Yeah. You two in commentary, he'd make his outrageous uh, uh, <laughs> propositions and predictions, but you were the only guy that could challenge him without him getting upset. You said, you're right, June. Whereas if any of us challenged him, he'd say, well, you know, what would you know? <laughs> yeah, well, it was a bit like that, Skull. As, as I mentioned, there was nothing in between with Warney. He really believed in what he was saying, and I, I'm, I'm a bit the same. If You know, if I get on a, a certain train of thought then obviously I expressed that we had a few a few arguments on uh, on commentary but in the end we we generally agreed to disagree to be honest Gull so yeah. you're, you're right I, I could get away with a bit with Warney and, and argue the point uh, case in point and then every now and then every now and then he'd actually change his mind remarkably <laughs> and follow what I said which was which was pretty hard to do getting to change his mind but uh, you know lots, <laughs> lots of great times on and off the field and in the commentary box. Junior what do you think was his absolute strongest attribute? I would say just his competitive spirit. I mean, he was just a competitor, you know, day in, day out. You know, he was a bit of an old-fashioned cricketer, wasn't he? You know, he, he wouldn't run around the block. He wouldn't take too much notice of team meetings. He wouldn't bowl a lot of balls in the nets. But once he stepped over that, that line to get on the field, give him the ball then, you know, he'd bowl all day. So, you know, he was just a great competitor. Uh, he loved to win. He loved to get players out. Um, to, to perform at that level for so long, um, you know, he, he wasn't the fittest guy, but it didn't matter. You know, once he got that ball in his hand, a bit like an AFL ball, once he got an AFL ball in his hand as well, he'd run, he couldn't stop him. So <laughs> just had to get a ball in his hand. And once he did that, he was, he was off and running. But just consistency over a long period of time at the, at the highest level, very strong mentally. You know, he might get hit for a six or a four, but then he'd bounce back and always have the self-belief that he could bet, get the best players out. There are very few players who actually took Shane Warne on. Maybe Brian Lara, Hansi Cronje, Chris Cairns. They were the only guys I saw had the courage to take Warney on. And in the end, you'd probably get them out anyway. Yeah, he was amazing. What I found amazing about him was he could bowl 60, 70 overs in a test match. And as you said, he wasn't particularly, to look at, he wasn't this specimen, was he? Like, he was, he was just a <laughs> raw cricketer. Well, that's right. And... That diet that he used to have, a truck driver would turn away his, his food. So <laughs> to perform with the diet he had in his whole life was absolutely amazing. So I don't know where he got his energy from, but he, he got his energy in bucket loads when he put those whites on or the, or the yellows. And, yeah, he was just an entertainer. He loved to perform. He loved the big crowds. You know, he, 
you know, if you second guessed him, he'd, he'd perform even better. He'd love a challenge. So all those things were the things that spurred him on and only the champions to respond in those situations. Thanks, Mark. Look after yourself in the floods up in your part of the world. OK, see you guys. From Mark Waugh, we go back to Pakistan. We've already spoken to David Warner in Pakistan, now one of Warney's great mates. An entertainer himself, Wazim Akram, joins us on Fox Cricket. Mark, how do you was? It's a sad day, but it's a day of celebration as well. How are you feeling about the, the passing of a man that I know you were really, really tight with? Um, I'm still in shock, like uh, anyone else, I suppose, in Australia and in cricketing world. Uh, I was in regular in touch with him uh, in the last five to six years. We became very close friends uh, because, uh, you know, uh, he was a family friend of my wife, Shanira, and my in-laws. And my heart goes out for Keith and Bridget, uh, parents, and, of course, his kids, uh, Jackson, Brooke, and Summer. Uh, this, that, you know, when you listen and you read about this character, Larger Than Life, that was Shane Warren. You know, I spent quite a bit of time. If you remember, we went about four or five years ago. He and Sachin Tendulkar took 50 of us, all the retired cricketers, to America for three games in New York, LA, and I think it was in Houston. And he was just uh, the heart of everything. Every night he was organizing stuff for the boys, either dinner, either going out, and he knew everyone, everywhere. I mean, uh, uh, it's just unbelievable exactly what happened. I still can't uh, uh, fathom it as yet. Like anybody else, we are settling in and coming back to him, Shane, as a cricketer. I mean, he was the only bowler with Glenn McGrath alongside. Whenever I played against Australia, either, it's, either there was a one-day cricket or a test cricket, these two guys, uh, and especially Warnie, I mean, I was just listening to Junior and uh, Andrew Simons that he could bowl 60 for 50 overs a day in test cricket. I mean, nowadays you can't even think about it. Mm. Ball of the century, cricket of the century, and in my opinion, uh, person of the century as well. Uh, what a man. And my heart goes to, goes to all the Australians. I know that how big he he is and he was in, in, in Australia as a cricketer, as a superstar, as an entertainer. I mean, he'll be missed, you know, big time, not just by all of us, his friends, his colleagues, uh, by every cricket lover all over the world. I mean, uh, as, coming back to his, his cricket commentary, uh, you know, he was passionate. He, he always had new ideas. He always was ready to go do something new, do something different. And everybody, every great friend of his, colleague of his said, one word, loyalty. He was a very, very loyal friend. And, and that's the key, was it, Skull here, mate? Was loyalty his greatest attribute? You were a great friend of his. Is that what you admired most about Shane? I mean, I'm still, like I said, Kerry, I'm, 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 you know, it's very difficult to even talk about him right now. When I found out last night, I just couldn't sleep. So it'll take me about a day or two at least to come back to terms to to even even kind of understand what's happening. Understand, mate. Thank you, Wazim. Uh, we look forward to seeing you back in Australia really, really soon. And thanks for sharing your thoughts on Shane Warne. 
Thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay, take care, mate. A man that has uh, many, many connections with Melbourne was him, Akram. Roy, we might let you go. You've got to get ready for day two of the second test, Australia versus Pakistan, which is coming up soon on Fox Cricket. You stick with us. All right, mate. We talked about uh, all the sorts of things Shane does. Uh, this is recently down in Tasmania, and this is the man that so many people call the king, revving up the crowd. Aren't they having a good time over here, morning? I tell you what, we told us a lot of talk about the fifth test match here in Hobart. But these guys are absolutely loving it down here. The atmosphere is fantastic, and they're getting right behind the Aussies for this last session. Uh, and, and this last session, morning, what do you expect? Four quick wickets and the Aussies to get a few tonight? Yeah, well, I think if Australia can knock them over quite quickly, get out and bat, England will have a chance. That should be fascinating cricket for the last two and a half hours. I might go and have a beer with my mates on the hill. You go over there. Boys on the hill. <laughs> These guys are going berserk. I should probably go and have a beer with them, but he joined the cricket. Come on, boys. Right, we'll be back after the break. <laughs> He was a cricketer of great renown and he travelled in some pretty high circles. He was great mates with all sorts of people around the world, very tight with Chris Martin. They used to spend a lot of time together having a chat and about where they were in life. Ed Sheeran, Warney always used to pump him up and go to his concerts. Ed was a man that loved cricket and his father had the opportunity to face Shane in the nets after Shane organised that. He knew so many people around the world. Kylie Minogue, also a big part of Melbourne and what Shane was about. If you were watching a game of cricket with Shane, even in commentary, his phone would light up with people's names and your mind would boggle thinking, how does he know X person? That was Shane. Elton John, another person. <laughs> he was tight with, this is the way the king rolled, Kerry. It was. Just a remarkable man that knew so, so many people. He transcended cricket and he was far bigger than an Australian athlete. There's Michael Hutchins. Look at young Shane there, no doubt, at an in excess concert back in the day. Looks like he's having a, a Bundy rum there at one point there. Kerry with the great in excess star. Isha Gua is going to really join us shortly. In fact, you come in and talk about some of this, Isha yourself. Molly Meldrum, obviously a very close mate. They're both big St Kilda AFL fans. Transcended cricket, this man, Ish. He really did. People just gravitated towards him. A magnetic character, incredible charisma, energy, passion, mischief. Um, well, there's not many people that can just slide in the photo of Michael Jordan. And he wore the number 23 on his back. He had the Nike earring like Michael Jordan did. We've sort of got up a notch now, Isha. Uh, and he was just an incredible person that everyone wanted to be friends with. Tiger Woods. Um, they all wanted to hang out with him. I remember Chris Martin inviting him up on stage to, to play the harmonica yes. at one of his concerts. And, yeah, they just loved him. I'll be surprised if the Pope pops up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe a few different approaches to life. There's Hugh Jackman. I think Shane spent some time before a test match at Channel 9 spending some time bowling to Hugh Jackman, also a man that loved his cricket and was a big fan of Shane. And there, there is two like-minded Australians. Oh. Kerry, this is your generation, Bob Hawke and Shane Warne. One was and one could have been PM. <laughs> yeah. That is peak. That's, that's exactly right. 
just an incredible array of photos, and it makes you smile, which is fantastic. Oh, oh. And well, now this is your area, Ish. Yeah, I don't want to see that one. Right, you're moving on from that one. Both comb their hair with a balloon. <laughs> yes. But, Shane, you could do better than that. Well, I think the next photo might show him doing better. You would love to know oh. what this conversation was about, Isha. You would love to be a fly on the wall there. Oh. Oh, I want it on it. For her to meet him, I think. Yes, yes. In, in many ways, he's resplendent there in his Australian jacket. Just a great array of photos. And then he had many people that loved him and many people that he loved. Elizabeth Hurley was obviously one of those as well. Um, still very, very close to this day and still spent a lot of time speaking to each other and still very tight. Isha Gua is joining us. Isha, no tears because that's not how we need to get through the next half hour. But... I think a lot of us have been shedding tears around Australia, around the cricketing world. He was such a big part of the English sporting scene on commentary with Sky. You would have been a young lady when he knocked over Mike Gaddy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you've done tremendously well, by the way. Um, we had to you arrive just on the set. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. Um, just stunned. Uh, just loved him. And... Uh, he just did so much for so many people, and yeah, it was magic. He was magic, watching him on the screen as a cricketer. Um, you know, so many incredible stories of him playing cricket, um, but post that, you know, he, he just made people feel that, that much taller, 10 foot taller, which is a tremendous help to me, <laughs> specifically. But um, coming into the commentary box, you know, could have felt quite intimidated being around someone like Shane Warne. Um, but he showed tremendous respect. And when he respected and liked someone, he always had that loyalty and that generosity. And um, that just gave me tremendous confidence in the commentary box. Um, I loved working with him. I loved talking cricket with him. Uh, we've talked many times, Howie, about turning up to work. Mm. And we look around and Warney's uh, rocking up in his shorts and T-shirt. And uh, who knows what's happened the night before, <laughs> but he'll come in off his long run about what's going to unfold <laughs> yes. in the day's play. Yeah. And um, just that magnetism that I, I talked about, you just wanted to be around him. Um, tremendous excitement, I think, just being in his presence. Um, he, he really supported me on my, my journey as a commentator, as a broadcaster. Um, and I'll, I'll never, ever forget that. Um, went down to Melbourne recently to try and catch up with him. Didn't get the opportunity. But I know that he is someone who had tremendous gratitude for everything that he'd achieved, um, the people that he'd met on his journey, his family. He always talked about his family. And um, he was happy with life. Um, I think it's a great, a great summation, Aisha. I think... Um, that's the thing about Shane that people that weren't fortunate enough to know him may not realise once you were on Team Shane, anything would happen for you. But he, the things he could get away with <laughs> a couple of seasons ago when he wore the Peaky Blinders cap. Oh. Any of the rest of us, our boss Steve Crawley, get that hat off. Yeah. Steve was nice hat, Shane. And that was it. And he had it for the rest of the summer. And rolled with it with style and panache. But it's absolutely significant that you two drew the best out of him. And I'm interested in, in, in you in particular. What did, what, was there any trigger you used in commentary with him <sighs> to draw the best out? No, I, I, I guess it was genuine, you know? Um, it was just genuine that... <clears throat> 
that love for cricket and his brain, and we, we actually talked about El Kerry, that's what I'm going to miss the most is his brain. Yes. Um, and all that cricket knowledge and just being able to extract that out of him when, you know, he could just read the game like no one else could. And, and that's what I loved about watching him as well. He was a gambler. Mm. He was prepared to lose, to win. And I loved watching people who played the game in that way. And I wanted to play the game in that way. And he, he loved seeing people do that yeah. in, in the commentary box. That's what he was vying for all the time. He wanted people to be prepared to lose, to win. Um, we shared a love for roulette. I would always put down on Red 23 yeah. uh, every time I went out and I'd message him and I'd tell him if I went well or not. <laughs> um, but yeah, just going to be tremendously missed. He didn't like fence sitters, did he? That no, was he didn't. He <laughs> did. And that's he why... Even asked your opinion a few no, times. No, he did. He did. And just uh, Isha at the roulette table. Chips. Shane at the roulette table. <laughs> Chips. That was the difference of what they were putting on their red 23. He, he put about 10,000 down and I was putting down 100. That's right. Uh, another one of his great mates uh, and a good friend of us here at Fox Creator Star, this man, Brett Lee, is joining us. Brett, how are you today? Hi, Skull. Hi, Isha. Yeah, look, it's obviously a um, horrible day. It's um, waking up last night. I actually got a message come through on my phone last night. It came from Graeme Swan, and he said, um, so sad about warning. And I, I was like, surely it can't be. Got thrown to Google. And my worst fears were actually uh, realised about the great man had passed away. So we're in shock. Um, I'm actually down at the Southern Highlands. I came down to see my parents. And my dad, I reckon, summed it up. When I told him that Shane Warner passed away, he said, Warney can't be dead. That's, that's, it's Warney. You know, that doesn't happen to Warney. And that's exactly what the world is, I guess, going through. It's, it's that disbelief. Um, it's still so raw, and I just really feel for his family. Binger, I hope you're doing okay. Uh, I guess I want to know what your favourite memory was of uh, playing with him. Well, look, I, uh, I had the pleasure to, um, to meet Warney in the, in the, the sort of mid-90s playing Shield cricket. Uh, Darren Berry behind the stumps, the, the, the Blues versus the Vicks, and Warney was saying, come on, youngsters, he's bowling to me at the SCG. And Darren Berry said, uh, you imagine hitting Shane Warne for six. Imagine telling your, you know, your kids that and be a pretty good memory to have. Uh, danced down the wicket next ball and, and got stumped, and uh, Warney just went, thanks, champion. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the, um, the disappointment thing is that um, Shane Warne never got the chance to captain Australia because I thought he would have made a terrific captain for Australia. The way that he did gamble, the way that he attacked and, uh, you know, Warney would have made that really good captain because he would have been putting all the chips on the table, so to speak, and uh, probably come up with the results. Thanks, Brett. We appreciate the time of Brett Lee up there in the Southern Highlands. From one extreme to the other, we now go to the UK and another member of Fox Cricket and a man that played some tremendous cricket against Shane Warne, especially the 2005 Ashes. Michael Vaughan is joining us. Uh, a very early morning to you, Vaughanie. How are you on this really, really sad day? Um, I, I, I think I'm like pretty much everyone. Um, uh, absolutely gutted. Um, uh, sorry. Um, I, I guess speaking at 4.35 in the morning is very fitting because the King would have been still rocking and rolling at this time. This was his, I guess, best hour around the middle of the night when he used to do his best work. Um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm distraught. Um, he, he became a... Whew, from an enemy on the pitch, um, someone that I absolutely admired as a player, um, to a, a great mate uh, like he is with us all. 
Michael, I don't, I don't want to upset you, and obviously it's a difficult time, but uh, something to make you smile. Christmas 2021, you and the Warns as a family. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, there you go. There's the, there's the bucket hats. Um, yeah, to, to think I, I spent his last Christmas um, with him, um, with, <laughs> with his lasagna sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Piled into those uh, bread rolls where I used to rip the bread rolls and um, put, oh, I- I'd say an inch of butter. You've seen him do it. You've all seen him <laughs> with his butter flying it on. And then it's, it's a work of art when he gets his lasagna and he, he puts it on that, that, that bread roll and then he squashes it, squashes it together. And then uh, obviously he, he ate it as, as, as if it was the last, and it has been his last <laughs> lasagna sandwich unfortunately on christmas day but uh that that was special um to think that he he, you know he took me into his um family for that that day that i was on on my own in in melbourne um uh traveled down to to be with his brother jason and you know his gorgeous kids and his mum and dad um you know that's very very special to me michael a a sad sad day um hope you're doing okay uh did you get down into his basement with a disco ball (laughs) in the bar a nice glass of red. <laughs> oh, gosh, we, we've all got the stories. I mean, I, I don't know if we're allowed to tell them on, on, on here. But, oh, God, we've all got great memories. I think uh, the one thing that, that Shane is, is going to leave is is not only, um, you know, the, the legendary stories from on the pitch of what he delivered with the ball, with the bat, uh, his sledges, uh, what we've all heard on the commentary uh, microphone for many many years he is he, the greatest but you know the, the stories that we can i hope we'll get together one day and, and, and have a glass of red or two and uh vodka red bull w- was the yeah. king's favorite the vodka red bull uh, when we get together i think that's what we'll all be um uh, having a nice little toast to um to tell the stories of as many as many of the moments that i've been a privilege to be around him uh, there's been some moments that i, I can't quite say here on air, I don't want to uh, say a few too many things, um, but let me tell you, he he has he has lived at 52 years of age, and I think it's AB that that put out there that uh, he has lived the age of a probably 85 year old, and probably a lot older than that. Because the one thing the king has done is that every minute that he's been in, uh, on this planet Earth, he's made the most of it. Uh, awfully sad that he's left us, but oh, he's had some life. Vaughnie, it's Skull. I hope you're bearing up, mate. Uh, you and I shared with Warney during the Sydney test some of his tales of daring do during that five-day period. It made my hair curl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think he adds a bit of mayo to his stories? <laughs> do you know what, uh, Skull? Um, I hope you're bearing up as well. Um, do you know what? The, the one thing with the King... Uh, there was, I guess now and again he put a bit of mayo on on one or two stories, but I think the stories that we were were hearing on on, on the car journey from uh, down in Coogee uh, to the SCG with Big Laurie Colliver in the car as well and Matt Weiss um, driving us there, I would say that there was no mayo on the stories (laughs) he was telling us. But I tell you what... I wanted those car journeys to go a lot longer than this from QG to the SCG. 
No, I, I look back on those fondly, Michael. We sort of sat in the car hoping that the test matches at the Gabba as we'd leave Coogee so we could hear more of the King's stories. The, the reaction in the United Kingdom, obviously that's where he went to superstardom. The Gatting Ball, the 2005 series, which made you and your teammates famous. Without Shane, it would have been a much more convincing win. How will he be viewed in the UK where, you know, he dominated on Sky as well. So like Richie before him, he was a massive part of English life. Yeah, he was. I mean, as I said, we should love him. You know, he murdered us for pretty much every Ashes series. And even in 2005, he got 40 wickets. Uh, without warning, 2005, I think we'd have won 4-1 convincingly. <laughs> um, but we feel he's, you know, in the UK, he's one of us. You know, and I think, that's why he's, he's loved so much because wherever he's been in the world, I mean, there's the ball, the gatting ball. That's what what made him cricketing famous. But you know, here in the UK, he's got so many you know really close friends. Um, I spoke to a lot of them uh, yesterday. Um, you know, they're gutted. Uh, uh, sorry, he's, he's going to be hugely missed over here. Thank you, Michael. Look after yourself, mate. Take care, Vaughan. Cheers, guys. Sorry. Chin up, mate. Just shows you what Shane means to so many people around the world. Uh, we might take a break here. Isha, you are staying in here because Australia is taking on Pakistan day two, so you've got to start talking about cricket. Kerry, thanks for all your recollections. Thanks, thanks for everybody that's been involved getting this together in a short period of time. And our thoughts are with Shane's children, Brooke Summer and Jackson and his mum and dad his family and everybody in Australia and around the world that just loves the man that we knew as Warney or the King or SK or whatever it would be. We're going to go to cricket shortly, but before that, uh, here's Shane in his own inimitable voice talking about why he first, uh, why he first fell in love with cricket. I can still see this sign tied to the grandstand. Thanks, Mr Packer. That's my first memory of cricket, Kerry Packer's World Series. I'm sitting there with my brother Jason, carrying on, so excited we dropped our ice creams. Not many people went to Waverley Park that first night, but it didn't matter because Dennis Lilly was there. The great DK Lilly. I'll never forget it. Those gold chains, shirt unbuttoned, the moustache and that wild mane of hair. Fireballs coming out of his right hand. Wow. Me? I was never going to be a fast bowler. At East Sandringham Boys Cricket Club, the main man, captain of the first, was this guy who could spin a ball like you wouldn't believe and make it bounce and spit all over the place. His name was Kim Pitt. So I began imitating Kim Pitt on those matting pitches. My early deliveries were often double bounces. Double bounces and full tosses. You name it. But I stuck at it. And I got pretty good at it. He's done it. Gatting has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. Oh, and that's out. Caught behind. Yes, he's got it. First ball. Shane Warren.
The history of cricket means so much to me. The history and especially the characters. Lily. Chappelle. Good shot from Chappell. Rod Marsh. Bill. Richie Benno. He's able to position his hands in exactly the right <laughs> What was Richie thinking with those lamb chop sideburns? Straight out of Thunderbirds. Uh, bit of bounce there. I love those guys. Absolutely love them. We were young boys in Australia playing backyard cricket, having the time of our lives. We'd turn the commentary on the telly right up and race out into the backyard. You'd hear Bill Laurie roar, it's all happening here at the MCG. And you'd let that tennis ball fly with the extra bit of effort. Those guys in World Series changed cricket forever. And now it's our turn to revolutionise the game, to take Fox cricket to another level, and not just by Australian standards. People say I live a soap opera life. Well, I don't know about that. I think I'm very lucky and I'm very thankful for my life to have played in such a great period of Australian cricket. The friends I've made, Chris Martin of Coldplay, who's one of my best friends, Ed Sheeran, Mick Jagger. Here's the thing, I've never changed. People think because you're engaged to Elizabeth Hurley, you're backstage with Chris Martin, they think you're going to be different. I'm not. I'm exactly the same as the kid who went to Waverley with his brother to watch a game of cricket way back in 1978. And I always will be. Thanks again to everyone at Fox Cricket for making this show possible. I really hope it made you laugh and smile. Yeah, just remember warning with a smile on your face and a, a bit of a glint in your eye. And maybe you can have a chat with a few of your mates about a few warning stories, whether you watched him or met him or got a selfie with him or whatever it may be. Give your loved ones a hug. Peace and love.